You're listening to the Love Your Neighbor Podcast. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Love Your Neighbor Podcast. The podcast is brought to you by the Brandon Valley Area Chamber of Commerce. Thank you so much local businesses for believing in the Lynx podcast and and what we're trying to do, which is build community one conversation at a time. Today, we're having an awesome conversation with Brady Copel. Brady Copel, welcome to the Lynx podcast. Thank you so much for having me, John. I'm pretty excited about it. I can tell. <laughs> it's, I mean, this is like on your lifelong like bucket list. Oh, bucket list for sure. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. Yeah, this, it's right under Italy, but it's above Rome. So. <laughs> good. Well, you know, that makes me, you know, that makes me feel special. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and I'm sure there's there's probably people who have been waiting, you know, like, when are you going to have Brady oh, on? When right. are you going to have Brady Oh, on? yeah, absolutely. I have a, yeah, big following on the Lynx podcast. A lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people are asking me about it. So, so, I mean, talk to me a little bit about, so you're, you're still, you're, you are a high school student. Tell yeah. us a little bit about where you're at school-wise and what's going on. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a senior. I'm going to graduate and five, four months, which is pretty scary to think about, three months, something like that. Um, but I grew up in central Minnesota in a town called Brainerd. Uh, we moved here in 2013, so I was just going into fourth grade. Um, it was, a, it was a, I don't know, it was, it was amazing to see, like, how welcomed I was into the community. Um, a lot of kids my age were very open to having me, and it was super, super easy for not only me to make connections, but also my family. Um, it was really cool, and um, we ended up we ended up moving. We we moved houses in like 2016, um, and once again, just being like in a different area of Brandon, we saw more connections and we saw a lot like a lot more hospitality, which was really cool. Um, a lot of made a lot of family friends, uh, and then yeah, I mean it's been amazing. I'm I play football. Uh, I play Y ball, which is probably my most impressive impressive yeah. feat up. To, yeah, I like to I like to call myself a self proclaimed Y ball MVP. Three years running. Um, no trophy. Are, are you? Are there like a lot of like college scouts at the Y ball games? I mean, do they come? I mean, is there? Is it hard to get through the media to the court? Yeah, college is iffy. There's a lot more professional stuff overseas. Sure. Lithuania sure. has been there quite a bit. Um, I might. I don't know. We're looking to see what my options hold after after high school. But um, no, it's definitely tough. You know, paparazzi. It, yeah, it's yeah. It's tough to go back to school and act like I'm a I'm a normal student sometimes. But, I'm sure. I'm sure uh, you get mobbed. I'm sure it's hard. <laughs> Um, I also compete in powerlifting, uh, track and field. So, um, and then, um, I got an offer this summer to go play football at the university of South Dakota. So that's, that's kind of what my plan is for next year. Unless Lithuania really works out. (laughs) I can see. Well, you'd fit right in. I'm sure Eastern Europe, you you, like, you have some Eastern European vibes. So that'd be great. Well, cool. Well, tell me a little bit about your family. You you mentioned moving here with your family to Brandon. Um, so my dad, John Copel, and my mom, Karen Copel, uh, they own a, my dad owns a building company, okay. building and custom home building, uh, and remodeling is start to finish. Um, and so my mom helps him out with just like the office stuff. And she likes to, <laughs> she likes to boast that she's the owner of the company because at one point there's a newspaper article that was written and they called her the boss. And so my, yeah. she doesn't like to let that one go. She makes sure my dad knows about it. Um, and then I have an older sister, older sister, Kelsey, who is 24. She just moved to Atlanta. Um, she's a speech pathologist. And then oh. another older sister named Hannah, who's 21, and she's in the National Guard, and I think she's going to graduate this spring from the University of South Dakota as well. So both of my sisters went to USD. 
Go Yotes. Mm-hmm. Go mm-hmm. Yotes staying in the family yeah. family line. They're Absolutely. Awesome. What what did you uh, when you moved here? Obviously, I'm guessing that probably wasn't your choice, being a fourth grader. But right. uh, talk to a little bit about what what you mentioned. Some of the people you connected mm-hmm. with. What do, what do you love about the Brandon community growing up here and being involved? Yeah, um, and I talk to my friend about this all the time because we've definitely had some in- interesting conversations about what life after high school looks like and like if we want to stay in South Dakota, if we want to go somewhere else in the Midwest, if we really just want to get out. Um, and we just kind of come to the conclusion that Brandon is the perfect place. Um, mm-hmm. It's 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 small enough to where you feel like you know just about everybody and where you have those connections, but it's big enough to always be like, um, you know, you have other options, especially as a high school student, you know, growing up in a class of 30 where everyone knows everyone. That's I, I wouldn't love that too much. You know, right. you can't have, there's no secrecy. There's no privacy. Everyone knows everything. And that's how my dad grew up. But, um, you know, we have 320 kids in our class which seems like a lot, but when you're growing with them for seven years, eight years, 12 years for some of these kids, like you just learn to know everybody and you make those connections. And obviously throughout the years, like you become close with some people and you distance yourself from others. But like at the end of the day, there's just such a community and it's, I don't know. It just feels like we're one family. It feels like everyone's together and everyone's trying to help and support each other. Um, you know, I've definitely like, my friend group has has changed quite a bit from when I was in fourth grade, um, but it's just been it's been awesome to see like how people with similar interests link up, and like even if you don't have similar interests, or even if maybe you're not a fan of someone, like there's still a mutual respect there. And I think that's one thing that the high school has done so well. Um, there's just no no serious like issues, I guess. Everyone just kind of gets along with everyone, and everyone's very supportive of everyone. That goes outside of the high school too. Yeah, that one family. I know that was your this year. Uh, for football, that was mm-hmm. part of your theme. And uh, talk a little bit about, uh, you know, Coach Coach Garrow. We, uh, you know, we're all still, you know, understanding what life is like without mm-hmm. Coach around. Talk talk to us a little bit about Cher as a player who played for Coach Garrow. Yeah. Talk a little bit about his impact in your life and his impact on your teammates and community. Yeah. Um, you know, we had the celebration of life on Sunday, and that was amazing. It was crazy. It was, it was amazing to see what some of his peers had to say about him and what some of his former players and athletes had to say about him as well. Um, one thing that they touched on a lot was that Coach was a man of faith, and, like, I couldn't agree with that anymore. Um, he was a leader. He did, like, he was just the definition of one. Um, everything he did seemed to be beneficial for people outside of himself like he was always looking to improve other people's lives before he was looking to improve yours um or or his um and i don't know i think i think being a leader and being a man of faith and being as determined as he was he just created a culture not only for the football team but in every athletic association he was involved with um he created a culture that was one of just like support and like athletes first um and i think I think the big thing was building that brotherhood. Obviously, like you said, our motto was one family, and like that just represents everything he was about. Uh, I think there was a lot of that culture that he created was is something that's never going to go away. It's right. something that, is, whether it's Coach Christensen or Coach Sir or Coach Bisbee, whoever it is, like they're going to carry that on not only when they're coaching at Brandon, but like when they're coaching throughout the rest yeah. of their lives, so when they're being parents. Um, he just made everyone such a so much of a better person, and he he humbled you a lot. He made you realize like what's important, what's not. Um, you know, I think my favorite thing, uh, my favorite thing that he did for the football team, um, we started a tradition of before we'd run out to the game, he would we'd all kneel down in the parking lot, and he would sit down, and he'd pray with us. We'd all we'd all kneel down, we'd link arms, and we'd say the Our Father. Um, 
I remember one time uh, someone complained. They were like, I never know when to say. It, it feels weird because, I mean, the, the prayer starts as our Father who art in heaven, but no one ever says our Father. Only the person that leads it does. Um, and so he started the next game. Uh, he came out to the parking lot and he just yelled, Who's father? And then everyone said, our father who art in heaven. Yeah, it was, it's just, it's little things like that where he's trying to include everyone and he's trying to make sure that everyone feels welcomed and loved. And, um, you know, he wasn't a man of a ton of words. He, his, his praise was pretty, um, it was, it was pretty soft spoken. He didn't, he didn't, uh, he didn't bull crap you by any means. And it was the same thing when, when you did something wrong, you weren't going to hear about it for the next two weeks. It was, hey, that sucked. Do better next time. We were <laughs> we were playing a game against Harrisburg, and I um, I got blown back so far that I actually ended up tackling Tate Johnson. One of the linebackers oh, just yeah. kind of caught me by surprise, and I got thrown thrown into the back yeah, backfield. And he, I came over to the sideline, and he said, "Hey, that was one of the worst plays I've ever seen." do better next time. And I was like, okay. And that was it. He never brought it up again. Um, but it was, I don't know. He was just, he was an amazing coach. He was kind of what you would look for in an adult leader. He'd look what you'd look for in a role model. Um, you know, I think you can ask anybody and they'd say the same yeah. thing. But Yeah. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. I, I, I got to coach on coach Garo's staff for one year. And that was the thing that really amazed me is his ability to, to really lift others up. Right. And to give them a place to excel, you know, coaching football, you're really as a head coach, you're really coaching other coaches right. in, in the truest sense. And so to see how he developed his staff, mm-hmm. and uh, and then of course you know working with his with his position groups, but then mm-hmm. also in track, you know, working right. with with uh, you know with the sprint sprinters and relay teams. I mean, I I just have heard so many different people speak of him in that way. And I think of the legacy that that leaves and the impression that leaves um, on uh, on you mm-hmm. uh, as, a, as a future leader. Uh, what, what are some of the things, Brady, you, you, you mentioned a little bit about next steps. Yeah. What do you envision after, you know, your years, at, you know, at, at USD, you're, you're playing football, you're going to school. What do you envision doing beyond that? What are your, your dreams and hopes um, uh, of doing maybe what do you see yourself mm-hmm. doing down the road? Yeah. Um, so a lot of people ask me if I'm going to take over my dad's building company. Absolutely not. Um, that I just, I can't stand that. It's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of very meticulous kind of drawn out work and I'm just, I'm not. Yeah, it puts food on the table. It does. Come Absol- on now. Absolutely. No, I'm, okay, I, all the respect in the world <laughs> to my dad. I just couldn't do what he does. Um, um, I'm, right now I'm working for a youth ministry at a, based out of Sioux Falls called Collision. Um, and that's been a really cool, really cool experience in ministry. Um, it's definitely something that I'd look forward to in the future. Um, uh, at USD, I'm planning on stu- on studying business and marketing. Um, and that's a pretty broad spectrum. I don't, I, I'm not sure right now. I like talking to people. I like making connections. So, so we'll see where that, where that takes me. Um, but in the future, I don't know. Like, I just think, like, I'd, I'd really love to find a community like Brandon, where we can, where everyone supports each other, where everyone loves everyone. And it's just, I don't know. It's such an amazing place to grow up. I, I kind of touched on that earlier, but I think, I don't know, I think raising uh, raising kids and having a family in a place like Brandon where you have all the support in the world um, would just be an amazing opportunity. But, I, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether that be insurance or whether it be marketing for a larger company. I've I've got no clue. We're just kind of <laughs> taking it one step at a right. time. The Lord the Lord has presented me with this opportunity, and so I'm just kind of putting my faith in him to, to, to show me the steps after this. Yeah. Yeah, well, this is, you know, this is the Lynx podcast, but mm-hmm. Lynx 
you know, stand, we abbreviate it or right. we, uh, we, we make it, make it into the love your neighbor, L Y N love your neighbor. What, what, what would you say, um, about relationships and neighbors? How, how do you take that command of Christ and how do you live that out? You know, as, as a, as a student and an athlete, how mm-hmm. do you love your neighbors when your job is to really, you know, move that guy in front of you and tip right. him over and, and right. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think I, I think I definitely have a few things in my like football. It's definitely a, it's tough to to keep your cool, and it can be tough to mentally focus and not get drawn in by the trash talk from the other team, or whether it's you guys are losing bad and you just you're frustrated. Um, but I would say I'd say the biggest thing is we have a we have a Bible study that we tried to do it once a week, um, and like we. Every time we would end this Bible study, like the big thing we talk about is giving our giving everything to the Lord, whether it be our failures in, on the field, whether it be our successes on the field, whatever it was, giving that to the Lord. Um, and I think I think that just kind of provides an opportunity to remain really humble. And when you're humble, it's really easy to love other people. Um, and I think I don't know my my friend Nate Myers. He's he's an amazing guy. He's kind of led me on my faith walk, but um, he he's always just said that like. If you can wake up every morning and you can choose joy, people are going to want that. People mm-hmm. are going to want what you have, and they're going to want that happiness that you have, and they're going to chase after that. So if I can be a, um, if I can be someone that leads other people to find that joy and find that inner peace, um, instead of trying to find that fulfill, fulfillment somewhere else, um, which which like I mean that happens a lot in high school. But if I can be someone that um, leads other people to Christ and leads other people to find that inner joy. Um, you know, that's I'm going to try try my best to do that. Um, but waking up and choosing joy every day, yeah. and I don't know. I think I think just that having humility really allows you to build with people and really want people. What really makes people want to connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's that's good stuff. That's mm-hmm. good. That's good. Uh, good insight. I think ch- yeah, that choice we have to really take joy and, and receive it each day is is a huge is a huge perspective. To, I, I have another spirit, very spiritual question. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is the best defensive lineman you've ever blocked? As a former oh, center, like oh man, we we literally play the game with like one hand kind right. of tied behind our back, yeah. or actually between yeah. our legs. I mean, you're 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 out there at yeah. center. You're literally blocking with one hand. Right. How? Who's been the toughest guy you've ever had to block in your high school career? Oh man, you know. Uh, I'm going to USD next year. Uh, there's a pair of twins that are also going to ne- USD next year to be offensive linemen. One of them played D-line. His name is uh, Jordan Larson. He's a stud. He was really good. He's big. I'm not that – I mean, I'm a, I'm a big guy, but he had quite a few pounds on me, and he's pretty dang strong. So that was definitely a struggle. Um, I don't think I'll ever be able to forget uh, what Kendis led better, who goes to Washington. He's going to okay. go to the University of North Dakota next year. I don't think I'll ever be able to forget what he did to me when we played our junior year. I just couldn't. I just couldn't do anything. He's fast and strong and better than me athletically. <laughs> I just oh, couldn't man. find an answer for him. So that was definitely. Um, that was a game where I where I heard a lot of stuff from the coaches. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm really glad I didn't have one of the headsets on for the guys up in the booth. <laughs> um, I don't know how much I would have liked what they were what they were saying, but I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna be playing against him for the next five years, so maybe I can get my revenge on him sometime then. But I would probably say Candice Ladbrider. He's a yeah. he's a very 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 good player. F- football has a way of humbling us, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, especially yep. when you're playing offensive line, because yep. usually the most pub you get is when you don't do your job. Exactly. If right. you do your job, it's like, well, you better have. You know, well, yeah. <laughs> what do you else you have to do? You know? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting. That offensive line is an interesting place. It's a good place of spiritual formation, I think, because you have to you have to honestly go like, hey, I'm doing this mm-hmm. not for me, but for for right for others. Yeah, yeah. Um, coaches really like to talk about being the unsung heroes and like. That's tough for me. I, I'm someone that really likes attention, and I really like to talk. Um, and so, trying to trying to find a spot where I'm not being annoying and, and telling people what to do, but also leading them. Um, and I think I don't know. It's just where that humility comes in. Uh, where knowing when to shut up and also knowing when to lead. Um, you know, if I have three penalties in a game, it's probably not my best time to go out and tell people to start doing better. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It's just been I don't know. It, it, like you said, it's a very it's a very there's there's no um, position in sports like it. You, you're kind of the unsung heroes, and I don't think uh, any of the linemen really want to be. No, they don't want that attention. You know, right. it's just happy with what we do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I get it, man. I get it. Well, it's been great having you, Brady. Thank you for joining us. Um, grateful for you. Wish you the best uh, as you finish well as a Lynx, and looking forward to seeing you cross that stage and get that handshake, move that tassel. Absolutely. I, I, I hope... Uh, I hope they've got the right team in place mm-hmm. so they can reach all the way up there yeah. to move that tassel. Because you got that's a long ways to go. But um, it's good to have you, man. Thanks for thanks for joining us, Go Links. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you for joining us on the Love Your Neighbor podcast. The purpose of the Love Your Neighbor podcast is to build community one conversation at a time. You can help us build that community by sharing the podcast on your social media channels and rating our podcast on whatever platform you're listening from. Another way is to let us know of any neighbors who have a story. Go Leaks! Go Leaks!